So the occasion of closing. it's not just that bodies get up and move out the door <laughs> that's not called that's not called closing <laughs> that's called quitting <laughs> which bears certain similarities but <laughs> clearly we don't really um, leave exactly because of the nature of the cosmos that we're in uh, the manifestations perceptions subside, arise, linger, echo, reverberate um, and become part of our experience. Mm. Our experience is not separate in this sense. We're always, you know, in this codependent arising, you know, there's always this mingling of effects and causes and and so forth. And, um, you know, so this is what our experience is, isn't it? You can't really cut an end to it Mm. but it's always appropriate in the closures to feel one is um, you know setting or resetting and clearing any dissonances that may have been in the field of experience so we take a forgiveness are we doing this every day really with the here with the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, it's a gesture to, to bring this word to mind and uh, recognizing the erratic nature of the, of the mind, jitta, and its need to be um, guided. And so, you know, so particularly when we share space together, I mean, just notice our, the, the effective realm we've been in, we are in, how we've been affected by each other, perhaps inspired, gladdened, misconfused, and naturally um, sometimes in conflict with our own ways of seeing things, our own ways of doing things, our own timing for things. So we've had to be with this experience because of the nature of the collective which has its advantages but it also means that you know, there's certain frictions are bound to be there so we both ask forgiveness for any uh, actions we may have done by body, speech or mind intentionally knowing uh, or unintentionally without really considering it and we also offer that to others, realizing this is more or less inevitable. It's inevitable. So this quality of, of opening and forgiving is just part of what's always needed, always remedial. When you cultivate like this, you clearly you can open your field of, to include wider effects in the field, the people in your life, alive, dead, 
passing on, near or far, and a chance to acknowledge the effects you have of them, the inclinations, the effects that they have, that you attribute to them, embedded in your cosmos. And these are effects and factors as we've uh, the Buddha has reminded us these are factors of mind these are factors, karmic conditions karmic predicaments beings are as their karma they act upon it, we receive the effects of it, it's karmic conditions and who knows what caused their karmic conditions to arise and, you know, so where does this all begin? it doesn't begin with the person it does not begin with the person it, uh, it's bigger than that and we're an inheritance of cultural, social, familial, genetic, uh, historical events that have affected and form us and come out through us and you know, wittingly or unwittingly. So there's a sense of great um, compassion for this realm in which we inevitably receive and transmit. So along with this, the quality of metta karuna and uh, is absolutely essential in mudita to to have experienced some enjoyment with each other and equanimity to have been able to just maintain presence without giving up with each other, with ourselves, with our moods our ups and downs, just to maintain steady presence and awareness. We cultivate like this. And then there's a subsiding of the the intensities. And we feel we have paid respect to the field. We've honored the field. We have bowed to the field. We have received from the field. And we take from the field and take with us what has been beneficial. Uh, And may this be for our welfare and for the welfare of others. Mm. So as I've um, perhaps reminded people or hopefully brought to mind as I do to myself, uh, the need for reset is what retreats give you a big opportunity to push the pause button and uh, a soft reset or factory default even. <laughs> Depends how much of a reset you need. But and, and, and so this is the, you know the structure is exactly like that, isn't it? That's what it's about. And yet realizing this is this is something one should just you know, see as a once a year or once a now and then time, but something you should always have a reset button built in, uh, and you know, and the soft resets and mm, time to reset and adjust, and, and have that hovering, the end of the in breath hovering, and end of the out breath pausing, and building that rhythm into one's life and that hover and that pause. And, What's important? What's finished? What's waning? 
where's the green shoots, where's the, where's the hot spots, where are the triggers, mm. Mm. reset, reset, you know, turn left five degrees, slow down a little bit, or lift up a little, mm. you know, seeing the opportunities, these four points to bear in mind. What has, if I try to, you know, reduce or sum up the key issues of my dukkha, you know, apart from saying it's in my mind, you know, what, what are the places where the triggering occurs, where the sense of oppression occurs, sense of really being stuck or weighed down? Is there one or two words, an image, uh, uh, a pattern that you can trace, you know, what that is for you. And it's the, you know, feeling lost, disorientation, feeling tight and tense. Uh, I don't know, you know, you know. So that's your, then what, what can you have, can you take time now and through Ongoing practice, what's the trigger for that? What throws you into that? Bear in mind why we need to reset, because in the familiar is our enemy. The enemy hides in the familiar. That's why you don't see it. It's the, 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 the assassin who sneaked into your house. And in the familiar is the problem because there's a sense of just kind of gliding along and then making myself vulnerable to to asawa, to these outflows and suddenly feel, feel pushed, overwhelmed, rushed, held, gripped, no choice, locked, you know. You're losing. Your life is being gripped. You didn't want that. How did that happen? How did that happen? Where did that one come? You know, we didn't see it. We're in it, and then it's too late because we're in it. And maybe in this these retreats, as you begin to locate one or two of these patterns, or one of these patterns, you know. Does it feel in the body? Where does it well up in the body? If you can't find a historical source, can you feel it wells up in your body? So when you say the origin, it's not purely time origin, it's the welling up of it in this place in my body. And if I explore that, release that, it may be there, I begin to see, oh, there's where the compulsion is, or the got to, or they can't, or I'm not. It's sitting underneath that particular Bodily, bodily experience. Yeah. So you examine what what arises. This is what insight is about: looking into the causes and conditionings for the arising of suffering. And say so it's not just because she said that that you may get that, but clearly because it fits something that's already there that we didn't notice. What she said, 
touched into something that was already there that I hadn't noticed. Anutsaya, latent tendency, hidden. And where does that where does that well up in me? What's the emotional pattern? You know, feeling angry, feeling feeling guilty, feeling frightened, feeling something. And where does it well up in your body? So be careful in a light, relaxed way, a tense way. You begin to feel the beginnings of stirrings. And to do this, we have to have a good enough time, enough occasion. It doesn't have to be hours, but some checking in with this occasion of sitting with the Buddha for half an hour in the day, sitting with the Buddha, just drop the life for half an hour. And then what are the... And so you're checking in with where is he rising? The welling up. In the familiar is the, is the habit. And the habit lays down the track which seems very innocuous and then suddenly this huge thing rushes down that track. And you think, but the track was the problem. Mm. The resetting around dukkha. And where did you uh, begin to recognize you know, your, your, your strengths? You know, your, 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 just the ability to, to bear with and, and rise through. Have you been through a, moments of crisis in this time? Isn't that part of what Dharma practice is about? Does anybody, you know, doesn't say they should, you know, well, they don't ever say on these um, retreats and things like that, you know, avenues to awakening and awareness, richer life, fulfillment. But really they should say, this is going to hurt, get used to it. <laughs> that would be fair. <laughs> because it's, you know, the, the, but then you come through, or something comes through. You know? And in that meeting of, of Dukkha, something that we didn't, really recognize in ourselves also comes through. Strength we didn't really realize because the person pack is very limited in its perspectives. And parami. Mm. These are also things to recollect and touch in with and make conscious and orient around. Notice can you name what arose in strengths and tenderness that arose? And 
totally what's finished, you know, noticing what's what you've left behind, tiny detail, piece of redundant hardware, nagging tri- accusation, anything you have noticed that, that something has left behind and you look at the space there where that was. Look at the absences. Be aware of that. There's freedom in that. And you dwell in that, that quality that is the fruit of practice. These are, I don't say this is all one big bang and it's all over. It's, it's, it's these you know, moments and occasions and pieces one must acknowledge called the third noble truth. What is it like when the suffering stops? Any degree, anywhere, you know. Oh, and to notice it, to linger in it. This then definitely helps to say, well, where, where's the, what is the direction, you know, now to bearing that in mind. Follow the strength, follow the, the new light, follow the green shoot, and relinquish regret over the past. It couldn't have been another way. Now, one sincerely wishes it had been another way. Yeah, indeed. But it wasn't. But we've inherited this also, part of our legacy. So uh, this is the, uh, the things to tune into. So I think we just um, have a little chant to share our blessings with wherever they wish to go. And then perhaps our uh, um, precepts. Knowledge chant the verses of sharing and aspiration through the goodness that arises from my practice. May my spiritual teachers and guides of great virtue, my mother, my father, and my relatives, the sun and the moon, and all virtuous leaders of the world, may the highest gods and evil forces, celestial beings, Guardian spirits of the earth and the Lord of death, may those who are friendly, indifferent or hostile, may all beings receive the blessings of my life, may they soon attain the threefold bliss and realize the deathless through the goodness that arises from my practice and through this act of sharing may all desires and attachments quickly cease 
and all harmful states of mind until I realize Nibbana in every kind of birth may I have an upright mind with mindfulness and wisdom austerity and vigor may the forces of delusion not take hold nor weaken my resolve excellent refuge unsurpassed is the protection of the Dhamma the solitary Buddha is my noble guide the Sangha is my supreme support through the supreme power of all these may darkness and delusion be dispelled Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambhutasa Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambhutasa Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambhutasa Dhamma-sara-nang-gacchami Dutiampi Sangang Saranang Gachami Dutiampi Sangang Saranang Gachami Dutiampi Buddhang Saranang Gachami Dutiampi Sangang Saranang Gachami and to take the precept to refrain from taking the life of any living creature. Uh, 
Take the precept to refrain from taking that which is not given. Gāme sumichā chārā vairamane sikāpadāng samādhyāme And to take the precept to refrain from sexual misconduct. Mutsawada Weramani Sigapadang Samadhyami. Mutsawada Weramani Sigapadang Samadhyami. Undertake the precept to refrain from false speech. Undertake the precept to refrain from false speech. Take the precept to refrain from intoxicating drink and drugs which lead to carelessness. Himani Panchasika Patani Silena Sukating Yanti Silena Poga Sampada Silena Nibuting Yanti Tasama Silangwe Sodaye. So we have um, this field work in the human condition. You're informing me, you're instructing me, you're giving me another mind to work around. So I'm working around 35 minds. Um, it's not light work, <laughs> but it's extremely educational. <laughs> To you know, just to sense the you know the the humanity of it all, and the uh, you know and the feeling of it all, and and the intricacies, and just to, you know really you've you know been so open in your presentation of your fields, and as I have attempted to you know listen and feel those in myself and that's out of that mixture of the Buddha teachings and yourselves and just whatever strengths or skills may have accrued over time this is where this this teaching this situation arises it's mutually dependent co-arisen and this is why it's kind of magical uh, and mysterious even certainly for myself so I'm a more dinner, I'm a more dinner, I'm a more dinner.